The Defense Department has known for years that its supply base is something of a soft underbelly when it comes to cyber vulnerabilities. But so far, no one's thrilled with the solutions the Pentagon's put in place to tighten industrial-based cybersecurity. But DOD has a new answer on the horizon. It includes a significant overhaul of all of its contracts so that eventually every company doing business with the department will need a cyber certification. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu writes about the Cyber Maturity Model Certification Program in this week's edition of the DOD Reporter's Notebook, and he joins me now with the details. So how long will this take them, Jared? I don't know know exactly how long it will take to get fully up and running, but at least to get it going, I I would say they have a very ambitious timeline. Starting at about this time next year, we're going to start to see RFIs reflecting the fact that companies are going to be required to participate in this program in order to get on DOD contracts. And then sometime that fall in the September-October time frame, you'll start to see RFPs flowing from those RFIs that actually go on the street and say, you may not bid on this contract unless you have one of these certifications. So a pretty ambitious timeline in terms of completely overhauling the way DOD does cybersecurity in its contracting. And the cybersecurity certification, the maturity model, that comes from Carnegie Mellon like the rest of them? Not necessarily, not, not directly from Carnegie Mellon. It, 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 and it's not fully fleshed out yet, we have to say. They're still in the middle of what they call a listening tour, developing this thing, talking to industry and trying to figure out the extent to which what they're trying to do makes sense. But I, I think it's fair to say that what they're doing right now has not made anyone happy. As you said in the lead-in, there's been a concerted effort for the last several years since what's called the Dib Cyber Rule went into place at, at the end of 2017 to try and shore up the cybersecurity of these companies. But the way they're doing it right now essentially just says, to the companies, you, if you are covering what's called covered defense information, have to submit a site security plan that demonstrates how you're complying with each and every security control in in this particular NIST special publication in the 800 series. The problem with that is there's no feedback mechanism for DOD to say, yes, we agree that you're meeting all the controls, or no, you are not, or here's what you need to do in order to do that. So instead, what, what they're replacing it with under this, um, under, under this model is sort of a five-stage, five-tier certification program. So you're a one, you're a two, you're a three, you're a four, you're a five. The contracts say you may not bid on this contract unless you are certified at at least this particular level. So it takes a lot of the guesswork out of whether or not you've complied with DOD's security demands if you're a contractor. And, you know, you know going in what you're eligible to bid on. You're, You're not left in the dark in terms of how adequate your cybersecurity is in DOD's eyes. And this sounds like perhaps a compliance exercise, but there's some real urgency here, isn't there? Because I think there's pretty much unanimous agreement in the national security community that intellectual property and this type of crucial information, if it's in a swimming pool, that swimming pool has a drain in the bottom going right to China. Yeah, that's right. And I think everyone agrees that the the lion's share of the exfiltration, just in terms of volume, have indeed come from contractors. And, and, and we could talk about several different reasons for that. But but a big one is just a majority of the, again, covered defense information is in the hands of private contractors. It's not in the hands of, of the government. They're either temporary custodians of that data or they're the ones actually generating it in the first place. And, and the preponderance of these companies are small. I mean, I, th- I think it's fair to say the Northrop Grumman's, the Lockheed, 
Lockheeds, the Boeings of the world have the resources and, and have very robust cybersecurity plans in place that, you know, rival the capabilities of the government. But that is not most of the industrial base. The industrial base is made up of 300,000 different companies, all of whom are going to have to get certified under this program, which is why DOD says they're trying to make this automated in some ways and, and easy for companies to comply with. The struggle as they've tried to set something like this up is they don't want the government in the position of saying, yes, your security is good. No, your security is not adequate. So the way that, that they've landed on doing this is kind of taking a page from the FedRAMP model where there's going to be independent third-party assessors who are going to be companies that will go out and do audits and say, um, yes, you do meet the criteria for level one, two, three, four, or five. That superstructure will then be kind of overseen by um, a, a, an independent nonprofit who will manage the overall program. So the DoD is sort of further at a remove from it. They expect to pick that that um, that independent nonprofit to, to handle the management sometime in January, and we should start to hear who some of those candidates are to to run the overall management sometime. They say in the next thirty days or so. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, and also you're writing about a new maintenance program called conditions-based maintenance, which is something the Air Force is going to try to start doing to increase, I guess, the level of airplane utilization and readiness. Yeah, this is very much in its infancy still, but I think it's fair to say it, it really is one of the most promising near-term uses of AI in, in the defense space. As much as we're hearing that as a, uh, hearing artificial intelligence as a buzzword and a topic lately, this, this really where it is where it does show promise because there's so much of a need for this type of technology in the private sector, and a lot of it has been proven out. The idea of condition ba- conditions-based maintenance as, as it applies to aviation and avionics has been used in the commercial aviation industry most famously probably by Delta Airlines for about a decade. And, and the idea is instead of doing maintenance on a particular part or, or an entire airframe on a fixed schedule or when things break, you use these algorithms to look at historically when has a particular part tended to fail. And then you can get ahead of it um, and, and, and fix it at, you know, at a time and place that makes sense instead of under emergency situations when something's broken or you know, a, a particular part explodes and causes a catastrophe failure inside an airplane and destroys a whole bunch of other stuff at the same time. So the idea on the Air Force's part is if you, if you start to implement these sorts of programs and these AI algorithms really can predict things accurately, again, you do, you do maintenance on a schedule that makes sense to you. You get airplanes back in the air more quickly. You spend less money storing parts just in case because you have a very good idea of exactly what you're going to need one year, two years from now. So again, very much in its infancy, but, but they have high hopes hopes for it because of what they've seen from the folks at Delta, who just just to take that example I mentioned before about taking excess spares off the shelves. Delta, they say, saved about $500 million in excess inventory just by by getting rid of that, that, that sort of just-in-case inventory. They didn't pay it back in peanuts, that's for sure, too. That's and right. Are there commercial programs, something that uh, COTS program that can support all of this that the Air Force might be able to adopt? A lot of the algorithms are, are already under development by another part of the Air Force, which is the Air Force's Life Cycle Management Center. They're, they're working on really kind of two different flavors of algorithms. One of the challenges the Air Force has is since so many of its airframes 
are many, many decades old at this point. They don't have a lot of sensors on board that can tell you in real time how a particular part is doing and, and give you maintenance indicators. So they really have to do they really have to rely on historical data about how a particular part has fared under under certain circumstances, which is again where the AI comes in. So that's one flavor. The other flavor where, where they expect to use a you know make up about 20% of the program is data coming off of those sensors that that does tell them in real time. And again, there's a place for AI with that with that 20% side of the equation as well. It's just, um, you know, there you really do know, uh, you know, when a part is about to fail because the system is telling you that it's in bad shape and needs to be replaced. Sounds like they could use this right away on some of the emerging platforms like the F-35. You bet. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. As we continue to face COVID-19, we're now facing flu season. Influenza has the potential to infect millions, putting lives and the healthcare system at risk. Now more than ever, it's essential to protect yourself from influenza by getting the flu vaccine. The flu vaccine is safe and effective and can't give you the flu. To protect yourself and those at highest risk, get your flu vaccine. Learn more at michigan.gov flu. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.